welcome into this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And I bet you didn't think you was going to hear from us on a Friday now, did you? <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Happy <laughs> Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Um, I'm so happy that me and Sabria are as dedicated as what we were. So last week we couldn't record because I wasn't feeling well. I had the suds. But um, this week, it was me again. It was something related to work. And I'm like, I really can't even get home. But we was like, we cannot go like missing two weeks in a row. So we we're like, we're just going to record on the Thursday. So shout out to us and to Eric for powering through and our commitment to... Black Girl Brunch. Yes, thank you, Eric. Yes. Okay, so let's just let's just get started with a temperature check, huh? Yes, sir. I How you feeling? Wait. I can't wait till Friday. I just want to. I want to finally get some. Well, I want to get some good rest. Same. This is the first weekend in a long time, but I don't got no plans. And it's going to be beautiful weather. I just love, no, I love it. I just want to protect it and just do nothing. Yeah, actually, I do want to do something, but uh, I don't know. But I do want to do something. I want to do something related to low stakes, like walking outside. But I don't want to feel like committed to something like, oh, I got to be here at this time. I got to get dressed at this time. I got to move here at that time. Like. I feel like, no, I just want to do, do something at my own pace, you know? Yeah, no, same. But yeah, I'm really excited to get into this week's show. Um, So some of y'all, if you follow us on the gram personally, um, you saw that Sabria and I took a little trip to New York, specifically uh-huh. Brooklyn, um, over the, uh, we- the weekend. And so our fave four is going to be four highlights and or lowlights from the trip some just some some things you know that we picked up yes sir so, first. so the highlights from our unique you sorry unique new york that's what they make actors say unique you york <laughs> new york trip it was very unique though um my favorite part i'm gonna have to say coming out swinging was the food um the food was so good like it was all hits no misses like it was crazy like I feel like the flavor was like awakened and like I know I always like talk about it um almost like it's gradually getting worse but I have a gluten allergy and like one of the things is I have gluten allergy and I um am vegan so that makes um that makes uh like eating kind of hard um and it was so easy yeah it was i did not it did not feel like you took a l of any kind no it didn't, it didn't feel like any of it i was so happy i'm like everything like it made me excited like i mean i it did make me be like damn i think i need a personal chef but um I mean, that was regardless, but it made me so excited, like the new flavors, like, and I just felt good after I ate and I'm just like, yo, like I'm loving it. Like, yeah, the food was phenomenal. We went to, 
Jajaja in Brooklyn, which is a vegan Mexican place. They had hella gluten-free options, even down to the dessert. That was great. We went to, um, excuse me, Aunt and Uncle's. Yes. Another place in Brooklyn. Um, they had um vegan stuff, vegan and gluten-free things. But even though there, I did drift off a little bit. Um, <laughs> it was we like, damn, Martha's. Um, we went to... Oh yeah, I forgot that's the bakery yes. in Williamsburg. Um, they had a vegan and gluten free um chocolate cake, which was so good. I'm like, damn, is this really gluten free and vegan? It was so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, the food was just like so phenomenal. Um, the next thing is um getting dressed up. Um, even though I hated my makeup because I'm a matte girl and i hate dewy makeup and i'm like this weekend i'm like i have to go get my dewy foundation because i cannot do this any longer but anyway um no actually matter of fact fuck i'm going after work tomorrow now that i think about it <laughs> but anyway um yeah i hate um dewy makeup on me but i liked getting dressed up i'm like oh this is exciting this is fun even though it was cold as hell and it was warm as hell this weekend um that was very fun getting dressed up and like getting back into my style and wearing a corset and um yeah that was fun and then the next thing was going we went to the um the Brooklyn Museum we went to the Mugler um exhibit um that was wonderful like it was great um it was uh I'm not gonna lie it was a little high so it was <laughs> really intense um it was really intense for me at the moment. Um, but yeah, it was just so cool seeing all the Mugler things on display and like just seeing like how he's influenced people. And I love museums so much. And like it just every time I go to a museum, I just get instantly inspired. I get excited and I'm like, damn, I'd be forgetting I could just do this like on the weekends. Like it just was it made me so happy. Like I just love and my favorite part about going to because we, we didn't go to the whole museum because we was like on a time like crunch. So uh, plus that was fine for me. Yeah, um, I thought like it was just perfect. It was, it was just enough. It was just enough. It wasn't a okay. Overload. Yeah, because it was a Saturday and we was at the Brooklyn Museum. So I'm like, I, it didn't even click for me. I'm like, oh shit, it's a Saturday. It's going to be popping. So, but my favorite part about that moment at the museum is that nobody was taking pictures like with the art. Yeah. And like, not to sound like a bitch and be like, you know, like you have to look at that. I mean, it's fine. Like if the museum is empty or whatever, and you want to get your little flick in, like, cool. Like I know it's different. It's, it's nice. You can get a nice photo op in a museum. Like I'm not going to deny that. But I love that everybody was there to see the exhibit and kept it moving, even though it was like a lot of people. It was like a little bit congested, but nobody was like holding anything up to try to take pictures with the stuff. Yeah. With the dresses or with the pictures or anything like that. Like I love that that everybody was engaged and looking at the Everyone wanted to be present. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be present. Like I really love that. Or like people was taking pictures of the stuff in the exhibit, which makes sense. Like I just love that so much. Um then the last thing was like the jokes that we had going on was great. Um <laughs> we had a lot of jokes um because it was a very, like I said, unique trip. Um, and because we were, um, we were in East New York, um, and we were in East New York is hella far from everything. Um, 
even like it's far his it's um far from like the area in Brooklyn that um we're most familiar with. I everybody know I lived in New York and it was like a place that I have never been before. Um so we like had jokes going we made the best out of the situation and we had jokes um going on about how we was in East Bubblefuck. Um so yeah, that was great. <laughs> Yes, I'm going to pick up right where you left off. That was my favorite part, too. When I say this was some grade A fucking comedy over this weekend, because I'm like, the trip was, like, good because me and Sabrina are going to always have a good trip. And sorry, it sounds like a motorcycle gang is outside. But anyway, it's going to always be fun if we together. But at the same time, there were definitely some things that happened that weren't, weren't ideal, and I'll get to it all. But one of the things being how far we were, like, it was to the point where I was telling Sabrina, I felt like I was in, like, God or something when we were going and I was looking at the neighborhood and I was looking at like how congested it was I'm I feel like honestly I'm in a part of New York that it's just like yo how can people like live here it's just was when I say that I don't mean like it looked bad or anything it just was so big how do you even know how to navigate this that's how I felt how could you possibly know where you are that's how big it felt so I don't know if y'all ever seen this TikTok and this girl was saying how she hate when people use where they from to like show how tough they are. <laughs> and she like, she, I don't know who she thinks she's talking to. Like, cause me, I'm from Buttersburg. Like, and the way we do it in like Cinnamonville and us toasty lane girls, but she was always saying a place that was super funny. So me and Sabria was saying we was in Buttersburg because it just was like... <laughs> And I feel like it always hit, like, first it went into us being in, like, Buttersburg. And the next thing you know, we was like, we definitely on, where we at? We on Ravioli Lane. Like, we just was picking all these stupid, silly names. And sometimes it would catch us off guard. And I'm like, see, this is Buttersburg shit. Like, it's just too funny. And it just became a very ongoing joke, literally, for the entire trip. It was just evolving into something crazier, crazier. And I feel like that's peak our comedy. Like, just making something go way too far um so <laughs> crack me up like the buttersburg joke was just too funny um then next i'm going to say aunt and uncles like i know you mentioned that but i love me a black owned plant cafe with soft colors like that if you ever want to get me that's what you that's all you can do that's all you have to do and I really actually I'm just going to lump it in with my food too just like you because I can't really name just one place Aunt and Uncle's was definitely my favorite but going to Martha's um I think it was called Mar Mar Martha's Bedford it's in like Williamsburg and like I love diners right I've always loved diners and when I was a kid and I used to love when you walk through the diner and it would be all those cookies and pies and cakes and it would be like not just regular cake but it's like lemon meringue pie strawberry shortcake chocolate mocha cake peanut butter this and it literally is heaven to me but obviously being vegan and trying to cut back on sugar those are things that like I just don't have in my life anymore but when you're on vacation you want to indulge so i told sabria i'm like can we please go in there and sabria shut me down she's like I ain't gonna have nothing vegan i was like let's just check because i feel like a place like that in williamsburg really might so i was like hey do you have something vegan and they had the gluten-free vegan chocolate cake and that's what sabria <laughs> had then they had the vegan strawberry cheesecake and it was like I hate when people, when they make things vegan, they feel the need to not make it traditional anymore. Like sometimes I literally just want things to look 
like how they did when I was a kid yeah. with that strawberry stuff on top. And it literally, it was just so perfect. And like, I, I could see myself actually trying to place an order with them. Like, can y'all ship across like <laughs> state lines? Can y'all do that? All right. Um, and then find a uh, third, because that's two, Buttersburg and the food. <laughs> Then too, I really liked walking around um, Crown Heights, the area um, outside of the Brooklyn Museum, because I felt like me and Sabria were so like stuck, like we were so stuck in Buttersburg, Brooklyn, where it felt like rural, like spro- like you could not walk there. It was nothing in the area that we really wanted. When we got to the area that we thought we were going to be in from the beginning, it just felt like, okay, finally we're getting that experience that we want. Even if we, like, even if the trip isn't like, you know, in the area we, we wanted it to be the whole time, we finally get what I, what like kind of feeds me, which is to be walking outside and to be looking at all these different homes, all these different restaurants, all these different businesses, all these different people, all these different outfits. So I got my people watch fix in through like that walk and we walked for like 40 minutes the two of us just well it probably was more than that but I know one walk was like 20 minutes and then we had to walk another place and it was like a 20 minute walk so we was just walking for a really really long time yes I love the walks I love the walk it was so beautiful and then here's my low light okay because I the airbnb I really think we should we should have put them in a second place. So the Airbnb, right? When we booked it, it said '80s retro loft in in Brooklyn, and me and Sabria like, okay, cool. When you look at this like loft, it looks like it's in it do look like it's in Brooklyn, but they should have named which neighborhood it was in specifically because even the name of the um. Even the name of the the apartment uh, was Flatbeds, so it makes Flatlands. it yeah flat Flatland Apartments. Sorry, so that make it like it's in Flatbush, but it was not. It was somewhere in East fucking Jablip, and it just was real frustrating that we we were there. And then on top of that, when we go in the Airbnb, not only is it somewhere that looks like we are in like I don't know, like I can't even explain it. I can't even explain where it looked like we was at, but it did not look like we was in New York at all, let alone Brooklyn. Um, but the shower lining was like nasty. It just was like it it just was this mustiness to the place <laughs> that made me feel really uncomfortable. There were flea sheets on the bed. And I was like, as I, I just was disgusted and uncomfortable the whole time. And I am always, I've never like named myself as easygoing as it relates to where I stay at. Even when I was a kid, I was like that. Like if I don't feel comfortable at home or a house, I literally can't sleep. I will call my mom because I just don't like that. And also, I think that it's worth investigating if it's like a sensory thing. Like if I touch something and it feels like a little sticky or tacky or like there's a film over it, I lose all trust in that space and I'm so afraid to touch anything. And like, then they, oh, this really sent me. They had a nerve to say, take your shoes off when you come in. And like they got rugs or something. It's a small ass rug. And I'm like, this shit is like y'all. When people say take your shoes off in my place and then they place is a shithole. I'm sorry. Please wake the fuck up. (laughs) 
Uh, first of all, don't nobody want to be nowhere near barefoot on this floor because, like, when is it like? Be for real. Yeah, if you tell me right? to take my shoes off, your house got to be beautiful, <laughs> no, or at least clean and tidy is what I mean. Don't don't. There was a washcloth in the shower, and that shit was stale and hard. So I'm like, when the last time <sighs> have y'all seen it? And now I'm like, I'm losing trust. I'm losing trust with every room I walk into. Like it was pretty superficially, but th- it was just a lot of stuff that was like oh my god like when there there was the um what's it called you know the little deck or whatever you you can go out on yeah there was like a little baseball bat preventing you from um it was like a baseball bat like it's and it gave the illusion that maybe somebody from the outside might be trying to get in and then that scared me i'm like was there like a robbery (laughs) here or something And then the night I heard something and now in my head, I'm like, is this why they put the baseball bat there? I just was scared. And I'm like, Sabrina was about to have a visitor in her room. It was really about to be me because I was getting so nervous in there. Like I just, and I, and I don't ever give people bad reviews, but I, I, I wrote them. I sent pictures and I, I had to tell them like, this is dirty. You need to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> yeah. And like, so again, like living in New York, and like visiting blah 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 i was not too familiar i've first of all i've never heard of flatlands before i've never <laughs> heard of that i've never heard of that at all um and like i feel like because it will airbnb is confusing because flatlands does if you're not familiar with the area it does sound like um a na- the name of the um what's it called like the building because buildings be having names like that. I feel like if they would have said East New York, I would have been like, oh, fuck no. Because you look on a map and that's where you're at. East New York. Um, but then I had went back and looked on the Airbnb thing and I do see it. Like, it don't look like it's like, like I can, like I see on the map, but they just give you a general area. They don't give you the address that you book it. But I'm just like, yeah, if you say East New York, but they don't want to say East New York because if they say East New York, people are going to be like, oh, fuck, no. Yeah, it's giving curtains for Airbnbs in New York City. I'm not saying in general, but in New York, because New York is just too massive to not know where you're going to be. And I think I wouldn't have understood that without this trip. Like, it is literally massive. Like, when we was driving through the streets and stuff, me and Sabrina was looking at each other like, this shit is wide like this is a long long like i know they call it the big apple but i don't think i truly understood how big it was and and i guess like that is like a good thing too to really understand what i'm working with because now i know i'm like "Mm -mm, it's hotels only in new york city i need to know exactly where i'm gonna be at and how close because not only is it like big but them airbnbs man i mean those ubers and lifts man they will run you and like it's fine when you're on vacation right you kind of a lot for spending a little bit more than what you would spend but it's like if you want to be a smart traveler you gotta it's just that's just something to think about now i'm like "Mm -mm, nope no more airbnbs yeah in new york city exactly because like um again and also myself and email like we are walkers like we love to like walk around and we like really couldn't because also the area that we was in was hella residential and it was like nothing around besides homes. Um, and it just was an area that you just don't walk around in. I yeah. feel like it. And also like 
to me, like when I'm like, all right, I've called a uh, Uber to to um from Manhattan to New um Manhattan to Brooklyn before, and it was like from what I it was like thirty dollars or like twenty five, um, and I'm like, hmm, when our when I like the total of our, I'm like, yo, we're, but first I'm thinking I'm like, oh, we in a high traffic area and we on a Friday, but then when we kept on going and going and going. I was like, what? <laughs> it just was like up, crazy. We got there at nighttime, so everything looked extra like, what the hell? Yeah, and then like the hallway of the place. Like, I know I just keep complaining. The hallway smelled like a hallway. And that's when you know. And it just, once you don't like a place, you start getting mad at everything. Like, them being like, please throw the trash out. I'm like, what else you want me to do? Paint the walls while I'm here? Like, what else? <laughs> Like, it's just like, where is, I know Airbnbs are different, but I'm like, y'all just don't even want to do nothing. (laughs) Y'all literally want to do nothing. So, yes, never, if, never my life again at Airbnb in New York. That's just the only thing I can say. Yeah, I was thinking that absolutely not, because it's crazy. Also, like, one more thing, post-COVID, people have gotten more desperate, because I know that's happened to somebody else that I know, that they just recently was in an Airbnb that was, like, in the suburbs, um and not in the city and like i just uh said it to iman before that like when we booked our um airbnb for toronto we literally was perfectly in toronto like we was a five minute walk from the train like it was perfect but is toronto as big as um new york so for example if you say in philly i'm getting an airbnb in fishtown Fishtown is only going to be but so many blocks. So yeah, even no, no matter true. what part of Fishtown you in, you still in Fishtown. But I feel like with Brooklyn, an Airbnb can say you in Brooklyn, but they don't let you know that you were in East New York part of Brooklyn. Where I feel like it's Toronto more like Philly where they say which neighborhood you were in and because it's not as massive, it's better. I feel like for the city, I feel like you got to be very careful in like a New York or a, a L.A., with airbnbs yeah because they definitely could be dicey because the um the one um that somebody i know was in um was chicago and so i feel like that might be another big city where it's like you know you could say oh you know chicago but you like you right outside in the suburbs like i feel like people could do that in philly and be in um like darby um or uh what's another place that's like the board like the suburbs no i feel like darby yeah upper darby for sure upper darby, be yep. or or upper darby yep they could be like in philly and it's like shelling him or upper darby yeah you need to ask me like you need to be like <laughs> <laughs> you really need to get beat up if you do that like sometimes when i'm looking for a home people but like, oh you could turn it to an airbnb and i'm just like i don't live nowhere person and maybe this is just my mindset like i don't i don't think i would buy a home anywhere where like it could be an airbnb that somebody would actually want like i mean granted philly is not as massive as new york so like if you lived in my neighborhood if you got an airbnb my neighborhood like you know where i live now you know and if you got an air or if you got an airbnb in your neighborhood where you live now it really, you wouldn't be that far away from any from anything for real, for real. You know, yeah. even if you was in my area and like you wanted to go downtown a lot, you would be fine. 
Mm-hmm. You would literally be okay. Or you can just visit like Maniac and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just New York is a different beast. That's a, that's what I learned. Mm-hmm. I still had a lot of fun though. Like I really yeah. did have a good amount of time, uh, a good time. And also shout out to um, just the food. Just shout out to that vegan street corn actually. <laughs> So that good. Food was so good. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, let's get into a toast for a sis, shall we? Mm-hmm. So this week, we want to give a toast to coworkers who just make work like easy, who make work like something you like. I actually don't mind coming here because this team, this person is just so cool. You know, you, you got to love it. You got to love the people who just like be like, you know, everybody got their own stuff. Um, and you just like forget the bullshit. We going to party. We gonna, we going to laugh about stuff. We going to have fun. I just love it. It's so like refreshing. Those people are just so refreshing to be around. They really are gems because they I are. know things can get tough. Um, yeah, I know things can get tough. So it's like just to be able to just have a positive attitude no matter what. It's just like, you know, I feel like people don't talk about that enough, especially at work. I agree. I agree. And also like when you sometimes some days you get up and you go to work and it's just like, oh, I'm tired. But then when you get there and you got people who are actually just cool cool folks, it just makes things so much better. Like I just had to spend a lot of time at work um this week and I really didn't mind because I'm like, no, these people are just like cool and normal and just like every nobody has like an ego or anything like that. Nobody trying to start no drama. It's just all love and like funniness, you know? Yeah, exactly. And you spend a lot of time with your coworkers. So like when people just when they just make it easy, um it's beautiful. Yeah, for sure. It's just like, thank you for being a friend. Exactly. All right. So let's get into tea time. Clink, 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 clink. All right. So Mark Chestnut recently said, allegedly. Yeah. He's been married 20. I've said allegedly because I don't know. I haven't seen an article. It's just a Twitter post, you know. But <laughs> I I believe it. So, Morris Chestnut reveals he's been married 27 years and never wanted to play the field. He says, I know I have a good woman. And we just <laughs> want to spend a little time there. Because, like, I just feel like why I, I want to hear more people saying just that. Some days it just feels like it's never enough for, like, certain guys. And, and I think that that's, like, some type of trauma response. Yeah. No. That's very true. Like this that's... need to always have different like women and just like how that's just like glamorized. Yeah, exactly. It's something wrong. Like the fact that if you can't like, you know, be happy with like somebody, um, you feel like you always gotta chase um it's something wrong. And it's so refreshing to see a man allegedly if he said that. Mm-hmm. As fine as him saying that, because he could really have any woman that he want at the drop of a hat. But he like, no, I'm a good with my woman. Uh, and I know, I know, 
that people be throwing themselves left and right in Morris Chestnut. I know. I trust mm-hmm. and believe I know. Yeah, I know I more than anyone will understand. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always thought to myself, like, Morris Chestnut is kind of out of the way. And it's not just him. It's like kind of like a lot of those guys that are like heartthrobs. They be out of the way. Like, I'm trying to think of somebody else right now. Shamar Moore keeps popping in my head. And it's like, all right. Shamar Moore has also been out of the way and private about his life. But he's, like, not married. But it'd be a lot of the guys, like, I guess, like, Omar Epps, you know. Mm. They just be, like, off to the side, married with their women, and, like, so content. And Mm. I just wonder, like, what do these women, like do for them to the point where they're they're just like nope i'm settled here and i know that everybody giving me all this attention but i'm not even looking there i feel like that's got to be some sort of like they have to give them a sense of like genuine love exactly exactly and especially seeing old niggas do that maybe should show these young niggas that like you know it's still cool you know just- <laughs> shut up <sir. laughs> rocking out with your lady but i feel like not enough old niggas do that too many of these old old <laughs> niggas want to go and try to keep up with the drones and get somebody younger than them like i was just mm. thinking about like um cuban link and 50 cent and i'm like she is so beautiful but like and then it's like look at diddy like that those be the ones that get all the attention and i'm sorry <laughs> they don't even be as fine as Morris chestnut for real they don't that is so, such a burnout to me. Like seeing, um, like old niggas just be bouncing around. Like what's up? I'm like, come on. And it just remind me of the seventies. Like when is people she a rapper. I think she started out being one, and then I felt like she was like, well, now I'm the only fifty cent. Oh, I see her. Low key goals. <laughs> While well, I continue to work. He looked bloated as hell in this picture with her. <laughs> Sorry. His head fat as hell. She is gorgeous, though. She is. She is so... She is literally so pretty. So, so pretty. And very, very, like... Kind of like... I feel like she's just one of those people where the attention is coming to her. She not doing, like, a lot of these girls, like, trying to make herself the center of attention. She just... Mm. She just kind of has it. And folks just like, I heard know, that What's name. Up? I was like, get fit. So she's a fit person yeah be, i actually like go to her page and like watch her um fitness routines and stuff like that and i also um she she has like really pretty hair and i oh, watched yeah, her get like a silk press or something like that like she used some some products oh what the hell that's all her hair mm-hmm. dang yeah so beautiful girl don't don't not, not confuse at all why anybody would want to be with her but i'm saying like that's these older guys just be funneling through different like uh women different, different women half they age and that's what the that's what it is and i just feel like that's a sign there's something wrong with you <laughs> I agree. Wow, she's really beautiful. That's really a sign that's nothing wrong with you. So shout out to Morris Chestnut putting it down for the old head. Smooth. <laughs> we see you, my brother. He not even that old, but still. And he also, sorry, one more thing. He also needs to talk to Eddie Murphy because he also be doing stuff that I just feel like get it to, like men be having everything in the world, but then don't know how to treat women. And I'm like, come on. Yeah, I hate that. Come on now. 
Get it together and be subtle and stop jumping all over the place. <sighs> all right. Next on the list, let's go into some AI. Let's talk about some music. Let's get tech. Let's get black women in tech. So Universal Music has asked streaming services to block AI companies from accessing their songs. So what does this mean? This means artificial intelligence. Um, they're, tr they're using music to train their technology. So for example... Sabria sent me some something. It's like Drake rapping Ice Spice Munch. So the AI is able to take Drake's voice and make it sound as if Drake was like, you thought I was feeling you? Then they, like, And it's like, it's creepy because it really sounds like them. Mm -hmm. It's like Rihanna singing Cuff It. And yeah. it's like crazy because it sounds good. It yeah. sounds good, but it's dangerous. Like, mm -hmm. imagine if, like, instead of doing Black Girl Brunch, somebody trained AI to be like, my name's Iman, and I'm Sabria, and, like, literally did the show for us. But, I mean, it's one thing if it's a podcast. But for it to be music, that can become very dangerous because folks could literally start making music off of another human being's voice without their consent. And I just feel like... Don't do that to artists. Like, AI is becoming a problem. It's getting creepier and creepier yeah, every day. And, and also, like, putting words into people's mouth or, like, having people say things that they would never say. Like, that's very creepy because some people won't take accountability for that. They're like, oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, there is a way excuse me, that people would be like, realize that it's not the real person, but the fact that people can even do that, like that's an option, is like creepy as hell. And also there's like a ignorance in this country to the point where yes. somebody can say something and it mm -hmm. cannot be true, but they will choose to believe the first thing they heard. Not what was, not what was proved, not what was debunked, the first thing they heard and it's no convincing them any differently. So I feel like with that, folks can really, really like um prey on people and their like knowledge gaps and like be like, oh, you heard it with your own ears. That's what happened. And not, not share this manipulated. It's like Photoshop times 30. Yeah. It's really creepy. Cause like this, the, um, the pictures and stuff, like I like, like you can tell, usually um but some people still can't thing is like we can tell now but remember back in like 2000 and something where things first came out it was like harder to tell because we didn't understand like mm -hmm. oh you can manipulate that photo oh you can manipulate that video like you didn't really get it mm -hmm. and it wasn't as accessible to everybody but like my biggest fear is that AI becomes accessible to like more people who may not be like in a space to do something like productive with it like mm -hmm. think about all these school shootings and stuff like that or all these like you know shootings it's because it's a lot of people who just spend time alone who just you know have like certain issues and they just they just really really need a lot of help and they're in mm -hmm. silos mm -hmm. so it's like they could do some really really creepy things with uh ai yep and like there are there's a way that like people are using AI for interviews, like job interviews. It's insane. Yeah, it's right. absolutely insane. Yeah, not a fan. <laughs> Sorry. Not a fan either. Not a fan either. So more to come. Mm -hmm. Um 
but the music industry being impacted, like I'm just like, oh, I know Beyonce is getting getting a case together Somebody right now. Somebody probably sued already. Beyonce is probably like handle it. Cause imagine what people would do with her voice if they could. Yeah. Imagine what people would do with Rihanna's voice if they could. Like all the things they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Like you. Like sometimes you ever be. Like, I wish Beyonce covered like. You know, this song by Prince with AI, you can literally make it happen. And I just feel like you, sometimes you just need to imagine things, mm-hmm. not make it happen. Period. Oh, you're right. All right. Moving along. Just moseying along here. <laughs> so let's get into the sunken place, right? So I'm not even going to hold you. I'm not the biggest, like, basketball fan. I'm not. Like, I'm not going to sit up here and pretend as if, like, I'm the girl who knows everything about sports, period, right? But what I do pay attention to is pop culture moments. What we both pay attention to is like pop culture shifts and opportunities to talk about something a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Now, there is this black uh, college uh, football basketball player named um, Angel Reese, black girl. Um, and then there's this uh, white uh, college be- Did I say football? College basketball, y'all. Mm-hmm. College basketball player named Caitlin Clark. Now, Caitlin Clark kind of scored up. She plays for Iowa. Um, and then Reese plays for LSU, which I don't know where that actually is. Let me see if L-S-U, I can find it really quick. LSU, Louisiana? Is it? I don't know. Again, LSU, LSU is... It's Florida um, State. Okay, so she plays for LSU and then Caitlin, white girl. No, sorry. It's at Louisiana State University. I was right. Okay, wonderful. Wonderful. Not me knowing. Period. Basketball queen. So, (laughs) Caitlin scored on, Caitlin's team scored on Angel's team and she did like the John Cena, you can't see me. Right? And so then... Angel scored back and she was taunting Caitlyn after that, right? She was like, you can't see me. Like, literally every time she was on the court, she started shit talking with her, right? <laughs> and everybody, in, and they ended up winning the championship. And the one thing that Angel said was like, look, all y'all, all people have been calling me is ghetto. All folks have been calling me is, you know, I, you know, trying to say I do this wrong, do that wrong, but I'm going to show up and I'm going to be me and I'm going to represent for all the other girls like me. And I get that because it's like when I see Angel, I don't see it ain't nothing ghetto about her. But it's really you, not. It's like not ghetto about her. It's only when black women don't act the way y'all want to act, we're ghetto. Um, and or when black women do what other people do to us is ghetto. Yeah. Um, Cause how is the John Cena like you can't see me like how is that even? First of all, excuse me, it's funny to me that she didn't even know what that is. Cause I feel like that I feel like her, um that generation. I'm like, damn, y'all know who John Cena is? <laughs> but that was my first thought. <laughs> Not oh she's ghetto. Yeah. So the thing is, I'm like, okay, when Caitlyn did it, Caitlyn did did it real like you know out of nowhere, and everybody laughed. But what I want folks to pause about is like, okay, everybody laughing. She did something. And then you a black woman who you feel like I'm not, I'm not the people's choice. This white girl just said, you can't see me. It caused everybody here. Like that can make you mad. That can Mm -hmm. make you very angry in the moment. And that's why she was like, 
Now, I can't see you, bitch. You can't see me. <laughs> right? So my <laughs> thing is don't do stuff. To, and, and hold on real quick. Before I get to that point, a lot of folks was like, well, the difference between Caitlyn and Angel is that Caitlyn kind of did it once. Angel was following her down the court. She was being a bad sportsman. Here's what I'm going to say. If you do something to somebody, you don't know to which extreme they're going to return the energy. Exactly. It's part. not tit for tat. Sometimes it's tit for tat, tat, ba da ba da dat dat So you need to watch who you say you can't see me to. Because then somebody might say, oh, I'm going to show you what you can see. You about to see me taunting you and getting in your head and messing with you for the rest of the game. Because you don't... Uh, it's just folks don't really understand what black women go through. That's what the mm-hmm. bottom line is. People really don't get what we go through in the exactly. world with no solidarity from no one. No solidarity sometimes from other black women. If you exactly. get into certain spaces and then they not get it. Because sometimes when you achieve certain things and you get to certain spaces, like for example, when you're in college, if you from the hood or if you from a certain part of the, you know, if you from a certain socioeconomic status when you get there everybody else come from these two-parent households maybe from like middle-class households and Mm -hmm. you know now you come there and you got your weave and you got your lashes and you got your way of doing things and that's normal where you from that's beauty where you from long your nails ain't really long where you from your nails is short where you from but every compared to everybody else in your space you different and you Mm -hmm. have to make a choice every day if you're going to change who you are or if you're going to keep showing up as yourself and that takes a lot of bravery every single day that takes yep. discomfort every single day just to be yourself or, or or let go so when people don't understand like our fuse can be short sometimes <laughs> yeah exactly and i feel like it's uh you don't know if like she was somebody who never stood up for herself um and she finally coming into her own standing up for herself um and she like no i'm not gonna take this shit i'm like i know you was shit talking but i'm gonna shit talk i'm gonna shit talk you down because like you know she trying to account for the times where she didn't take up for herself yeah and that happens too when you a black woman like sometimes like i know there's times where i didn't want to say certain things i'm like oh i don't want to be the you know this i'm just gonna you know whatever but then it's like it gets to a certain point i'm like no actually i don't care yeah yeah (sighs) and also like she's doesn't i think her personal story is that she comes like she is she's had she's had discipline actions from other school Mm. right she's had discipline action so they said that she transferred to lsu before the 2022-2023 season after two years in maryland and she came there for a new start And she came here to get away from some things she's not proud of. Not bad things, but things a lot of people tend to dwell on, right? Mm -hmm. And so somebody was saying that she's grown up a lot, one of her coaches, and and she can handle tough love. But one thing her cousin said is that, you know, she's a killer, an absolute killer. Don't care how you feel. She will stomp on your neck, and she doesn't care. And I love that. Me too. Because she... Because I'm so like that's what sometimes you need. Those are all the traits you need to have to be a a a great basketball player. Like I feel like with Kobe, it's like a Mamba mentality. Win by any means. And it's crazy because like when black women do stuff like that, it's like oh my god. 
Yeah, and like that one tennis player that used to be fuming. What's his name? Something McAvoy. Yes, yeah, um, like, John McEnroe. Yeah, I had his name all wrong. But that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, he has literally, people will be like on YouTube, top meltdowns, and that people will be like one of one. So he gets to break rackets <laughs> over people, the back of people's head, and stomp up and down and like kick and like, you know, get get his panties in a bunch. And that's just like, that's just sports. That's just passion. <laughs> but when she said, when she stopped on somebody, I come on. But the wonderful thing, so the people who are in the sunken place or the folks who, uh, who shit on black women and make it seem as if we are violent or ghetto or bullies when the only thing we do is, is match energy times mm-hmm. two, um, when people pick on us. But yeah. I do really, really feel like, um, she has everything it takes to be an amazing athlete. And I'm happy that black women are deciding that we don't care. Like, I know I'm, I'm there myself where I'm just like, you can think that I'm ghetto. You can think I don't have to be America's sweetheart. Like, you know, I really don't. Exactly. She don't. <laughs> that's, and that's how F, athletes be. But they want that Gabby Douglas from everybody. They want that Simone Biles from everybody. Sorry. The, it's just it's just not gonna be that for every black girl. Every black girl don't give a fuck about like white acceptance. Exactly, because once I start stop giving a fuck about white acceptance, it's so freeing. It is so freeing as a black woman, and we deal with so much shit like mental health stuff. You know, stressed out, heart attacks at certain age because it's just like you know, care. You gotta care about how you wear your hair. We just started wearing braids and. Um, February it used to be only oh only on summertime if you're going on vacation. Oh, not at work. Like we just started like in the past few years having to let go and be like, fuck it, I'm gonna do that. So I don't care. I hope she keep on um talking shit and I hope she keep on being like I love that the fact that she is a tall black woman. She like six three and just causing wreaking havoc i love that yeah and like i feel like another reason you nobody should care about white acceptance is because it don't exist like it really will never happen for you like you can do everything quote unquote right or you could do everything quote unquote white and the moment you do one thing even if you actually did it or not folks will turn on you and Mm -hmm. also like that is so oppressive to live your life concerned about like what these group of people think that you actually don't want to be like. So mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to her. And I hope she continues, like you said, to wreak havoc and take up space because she play basketball. She not no, it's not the babysitters club. She's not trying to, you know, she's not trying to have that LeBron James effect at all. Like she's just, or, or like, Sorry, she's just not trying to have the LeBron James effect because I think that's what everybody want players to be. And even LeBron James be ruffling. Like humble and, you know, a family man. And that listen, I love LeBron, but everybody ain't got to be like that. Everybody right? not going to be like that. They don't. And I love that. I just love when black women be like, how about I shake the room? Like, I love it. Same, same, same. Shout out to you, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Queen. All right, let's get into common senses. So this is such a funny <laughs> common senses. But we want to talk about manners, right? Who are we to be talking about manners? <laughs> like we royals or something? But for real, it's just really important because as you get older, you start to realize like, yo, this person really don't got no manners. No, for real. It'd be wild. Like when you see it, 
it's just wild. Yeah, and like sometimes people will be like, "You so nice." I'm like, I'm really just being respectful. <laughs> no, for real. And it's like you don't realize until you get older or like you in different spaces that like, yo, people really don't be having manners. Like, um, and it's like I don't even know the moment that I learn manners. Like, I don't even remember. I just feel like I always had them. But, like, I know it's something that's, like, learned and, like, taught. But it just was, like, always just so natural to me. Yeah. Well, I had parents who were a little bit older than a lot of other people, parents that that I know. Like, even when you think about it, like, my mom's a little older than your mom. My dad is older than your dad. So, like, my parents are more closer to, like, boomers. Like, you know... <laughs> And <laughs> they big boomers. Um, and when you have boomer parents, like they are very old. They tend to be very old school. So it's like you going now. In addition to my parents being like boomers in their old school, we also grew up in, you know, the hood where like respect is very important because, again, you disrespecting somebody else or them disrespecting you can get real crazy real fast. Mm. So I think my parents always like was like, this is how you treat other people and yes. this is how you demand to be treated in this mm -hmm. world so that I, I knew how to move. So I remember like when some adult would give me something and my mom would be like, what do you say? Mm -hmm. and yep, like, yep, yep. And you, and it's like, we know when you were real young, you say, what do you say? And you'd be kind of confused about what to say. But then over time, you'd be like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like, you always know you're supposed to say thank you after everybody give you something. But any gift, it could be a piece of candy. It could be a toy. My mom's like, and what do you say? Thank you. So that was just like something that was beaten to my head. And like, even with... It, it would be certain things I had to do when I was a kid. Like if I was up in my room, but my grandma came in the house, my mom would be like, your grandma's down here. So you know what you do? You come downstairs and you say, hey, grandma, how you yes. doing? Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> you don't just stay in your room. But I've noticed like over time, things have started to like, like everybody just don't, like you said, Sabrina, everybody don't have the same, you know, upbringing which is okay sometimes but then when you go to like a restaurant or when you are like around people like you bring somebody around other people and it's like it just feels like embarrassing sometimes it does and like i was just like as you was talking i was thinking about it because there was like this whole debacle when i i had took a break from twitter i came back and like i saw one of my mutuals was like under attack because she was saying like i don't give a fuck if you walk in my house and you don't say hi like i think that's weird or that's rude something it along is. those lines she said <laughs> and i'm like it is and people here where they was going you don't know what people social anxiety blah 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 this and the third blah 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 and like as somebody like i'm yes i'm a very social person and like the reason why i'm not afraid to talk to certain to people because of like jobs i've had so i've been like forced to be like hey i have to address stuff especially the job i have now that if i don't address something like somebody can literally die like mm -hmm. not being dramatic <laughs> but like did ass <laughs> but um so I'm like willing to be like, hey, like first or like I always like at the um the old location I used to work at, I used to always say good morning to everybody like as soon as I first came in. Granted, everybody has like not everybody, but some people do have social anxiety, but they still be like, you know, fuck it, I'm gonna say hi. But some people are just rude and that's just 
they rude and they don't know and that's the gist of it and like so yeah that's they're rude and they're just gist of it so like i'm about to say let's break it down generationally (laughs) so it's like boomers and then it's like gen x my mom is gen x and my dad is a boomer um and like gen x are more like if you um like um I, like parents that were like they perfect example y'all dd pickles with the dr lip shit stuff <laughs> that's a gen x parent yes that's definitely a because like my like i didn't i mean personally i didn't grow up like in a strict household i could like it was like very like free-flowing i could basically like do what i want not do what i do what i want within reason like it's not like i could like drink and like all this stuff it's just like like for instance even now like i curse in front of my parents not a big deal like and like the one who is the most like free-flowing is my mom she's gen x um and I feel like, and I was just talking to Iman about this, about, like, how millennials, like, our generation are very passive because we always think, because, like, even me, I be thinking, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do, I don't want to put this person in this situation because I don't know this person's anxiety. I don't know if this person, da, 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 da. I don't want to, like, I'm always, like, thinking about, like, I, I want to make things easy for people. I don't want to make people uncomfortable. And I, or, like, like, for instance, it's simple as, I keep on going to the star. Well, I don't keep on going. The only reason why I go to the Starbucks is because they open up early. And like, if I have a meeting at work, I have to be at the meeting at eight o'clock and the Starbucks open at seven. So I'm going to go to the Starbucks to open up at seven, not eight. Cause I don't want to be late to the meeting. So literally y'all, they make my drink wrong every fucking time. <laughs> the morning crew. I don't know what it is. Literally y'all. I lie to you. Not every time, every time they make it wrong. Every time. and the other day not only did they make it wrong once they made it wrong twice oh my god yes so me because like i I took a lot of me i was like i don't want cinnamon so i'm like i said to myself i'm "I'm gonna stand up for myself i'm not gonna be a passive millennial something i'm gonna speak up for myself so i feel like millennial like parents are like they take that kind of approach with like children sometimes with Mm -hmm. their children and they don't want to pr- like i definitely agree if a child does not want to hug somebody or exactly. rather, they they that is correct like they don't yep. have to give somebody a hug or a kiss like i totally agree with that they don't want to be but touched if they don't want to be touched they i don't want to totally, eat something exactly i totally agree with that i totally agree with that um and like obviously i'm not counting like um like you know because i have a lot of i know a lot of people who are like millennials who have children that are on the spectrum i'm not counting them that's like totally something different different um, conversation yeah definitely different conversations but like i feel like some millennials are like they are like gen x parents on like steroids where it's like it's too much freedom sometimes it's and, too much freedom and it's just like <sighs> I wonder though, is it just too much freedom or is it just like some people are too focused on their phones and they're just haven't taken the time to raise their kids? That's yeah, that too. Or just, fo- yep. That's so like very disconnected, very, um, oh my God, what the fuck word am I looking for? Very disconnected, detached, um, desensitized. And they just don't like, um, I remember, um, 
I remember um, there was this one time I um, and this old old lady she had to check me at my job. I was running late and I was panicking, so I didn't text her good morning. I was just like, I'm sorry, like I'm running late, and she was like, Good morning, and I was like. <laughs> Like, damn. Oh, sorry. I know that was a bit much, but I was just like, oh, like, good morning. Like, I just wanted to text her, like, immediately, like, that I was running late. Yeah. Um, and so I miss saying, you know, good morning. And I feel like a lot of people, because, like, I feel like in our generation, a lot of people, like, even though that was intense, what she said, um, a lot of people in, like, our generation aren't, like, they don't see a big deal with, like, not saying good morning. Or, like, not speaking when you come to people's house. And, like, it's the same um, generation that, um like, you know, when the parents are like, oh, like, you know, come downstairs to your relative. Like, us, like, millennials and, like, Gen Z, they would, like, stay in the room. Hmm. But, like, Iman said, I wasn't really, like, there was some times that I could. No, it wasn't sometimes. It's, like, when I got older. I got older and, like, you know, it's always, like, one family member that your parent, like, I'm a, like, you know, they be wanting to talk a lot on that stuff and your parents be like, I'm going to spare you. Or like, they'll be like, I don't know if other people, family members do it. They're like, all right, you stay in your room, text me or um call me. And then I take the call and I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I got to take this oh, call. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So something like that. Like when you get older, because like my dad actually did that with a neighbor. Um, I called him and um, he was like, oh, I take this call. But, um, so when I, it was only like when I got older and like when I was college age, yes. or like I was home from school and I was just like exhausted. You and your and parents was on the same team. Yeah. Like, we was on, on the same team. And like, yeah. but, and you old enough to not be like, oh, this is now my past to be disrespectful to adults. Yeah. They'll be like, or they'll, and they'll tell, they'll tell like, you know, the family member or the neighbor, they're like, oh yeah, she just like, you know she blah, blah 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 like doing like that but some people like just didn't like want to like you could just peep out and say hi like don't want to do that and it's just really like the more and more i see i'm just like this is crazy like i'm seeing more and more people walking outside not saying excuse me not saying excuse me um like the not saying thank you like you know you somebody hold the door for you like it's not saying like i don't hold doors for people to say thank you but it's just like it's I feel like somebody it's does and I, I just what grinds my gears is the look of confusion on some people's faces when like they need to get by like and i'm sorry i do it on purpose if somebody need to get by and they don't say excuse me i don't move until they say it i don't also I don't move because it's just like, I know some people do have social anxiety, but my thing is you can't stay in your shell forever. Yeah. And I think that we're in the most tolerant place we have ever been in the world. But a tolerance is not an excuse for you to go backwards and for you to become... Because, like, honestly, we can't even work together in society if everyone behaves that way. The tolerance is meant to make things a little bit easier for you so that you come. It's just, it's not given, it's not given like, okay, I learned something the other day, right? That sometimes when people have bigger budgets, Mm -hmm. they don't make better decisions. No. Right? So that's like saying sometimes people can have more money Mm -hmm. and they don't become better with money. They don't become as, a lot of the issues don't be solved because they still don't know how to use the money. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you when we become more tolerant to people who are social 
socially anxious mm-hmm. and instead of them being like okay cool like this makes me feel like I, I can speak or I can step up more the tolerance is becomes like it starts to seem like the tolerance isn't the issue right mm-hmm. and then it becomes easier for people to argue that like folks just want to be complainers folks just mm-hmm. want to be soft folks don't actually want to move forward and I'm just like that's why to me like the manners piece is so important because if people are being more tolerant but you acting worse mm-hmm. what do that really say yep no it's true um also oh my god there was something else i was going to say about that now oh and then like not respecting your elders and shit like that like the thing is again there are older people who can be rude but like for instance today i saw a situation where somebody older said oh have a good night to these girls and they just looked at her with an attitude and walked away and I'm like what the fuck is wrong with y'all like and like when you get on the bus it's certain people like you know that like if an older person get on the bus it's some people that look at you and be like oh I'm not getting up and I'm like come on really and also laughing laughing at people that's nothing I don't like some people don't understand like folks can sense when you're laughing at them Oh yeah, true. They like I hate when I can see somebody like they'll look at their friend and then they'll look at a person and then they'll just start laughing. And I'm like, I'm sorry. In the days of mass shooting, you like you really doing that? Yeah. I'm scared to do stuff like that. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm afraid, and maybe that's not a good thing, but I'm like, bro, y'all really be out here being rude and nasty and making people feel more isolated. <laughs> and I also feel like there are some other things that come with um like the old school manners that we used to have like i remember adults used to shame kids <laughs> and instead of like so i mentioned how like if i didn't say something my a lot of people like half the adults in my life would be like what do you say and they would redirect me yeah. they would teach me something but then some people like say you at a cookout and you playing real hard and you dancing real hard and you don't see great aunt Beatrice pop up. <laughs> and then next thing you know, great aunt Beatrice is like, so-and-so kids, they ain't even speak to me. They, mm, mm. And it's like, why are you putting all this energy on a child? Oh, For yeah. Me, now that's, the, that, that's the type of old head shit I do not the, like. I do not like. Now that's like a pet peeve of mine when people start Same. beefing with kids Instead of being like, you know, and like, it, yo, some petty stuff used to happen in my family. Like, there would be people calling, like, other folks like, oh, so-and-so ain't give me no hug. So, sometimes if parents are beefing, right, then nieces and nephews start to have to kind of make up for it. Like, oh, if, if I'm beefing with Aunt Beatrice <laughs> and my child don't hug Aunt Beatrice, now Aunt Beatrice going to call Aunt nancy and be like don't you know iman kids ain't even mm -mm, they must know and it's like yo i would just be listening to people calling (laughs) each other to talk about who kid ain't hugged 
what kid or like who kid. get a life. And then like sometimes people be thinking that because you young, you they servant. Like so I always was a good mannerable kid. Yeah, so because same. of that, people used to try to I think some adults used to try to get me to do things that they didn't even make their own kids do. And that oh, I did oh, not I oh that. real I bad. So I would be in an event and like I always will make like my grandma's plate because she's older and I maybe make my mom's plate because my mom would be in a seat that she didn't want to give up or on Donna's like a few adults would be like make my plate Iman and I really would not mind because I'm like whatever they're older I'm young I don't care and then um sometimes like if I had a cousin who was socially awkward you know which cousin I'm talking about he didn't want to go in the kitchen I'll make your plate too Mm -hmm. but then there'll be this one auntie that's just like can you go and I would be like I'm sorry I'm like done with the plate making like I want to make my own plate and sit down like I'm not about to be the servant I'm not Cinderella and then now now I'm disrespectful because I put up a boundary to yeah you. I don't like that either like trying to make kids do um do a, like a, the favors for adults like that because that's not what kids is for that's really not what kids is for like it's not what kids is for at all yeah. So yeah. Um so I guess one thing I we we could talk about are what are our manner pet peeves? Like what are some manners that people don't have that just drive us bonanzo? Um my as I um gotten older, um I feel like people um being like late without explaining why. Um mm. I think that's a manners thing. Yeah, that's like not that's or, or not. So in my mind, and I know people like there's this thing people are like oh like I have ADHD, I have time blindness. Me too. But since I know that I'm bad with time, I always make sure I'm a half an hour early or an hour early because I cannot be on time. Mm. Like if if I'm on time, I'm probably going to be late. Yeah. Like if I have to be there at eight and if I get there at 8, I'm going to be there at 8.01. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to be there. So, that's why I go to work a half hour early. Um, And I always I always did that. Like, my old job, when I worked at the mall, I worked far as hell. I would be an hour early or um 30 minutes early. Because I, if I'm on time, I'm going to be late. Like, when it's, like, important things. Like, if you're hanging out with your friends, you're like, oh, girl, I'm running 15 minutes. Like, something like that. But if it's, like, something like work or, like, an event, like, something important where time is, like, okay, we have this. And people are, like, that really bothers me. And you're, like, not explaining why. Like, that really bothers me. Um, And another one is um, not saying excuse me. Um that's a huge one especially like when i'm going grocery shopping somewhere like not saying excuse me is like so it's so it irritates me oh also um when people so now like i'm work i'm working at like a job where like we have like events with like food and stuff like that and like i um try to whenever we have food try to set it up because i don't like when people reach over food to get something 
Yeah, that's really frustrating. And I also hate reaching over. I hate when I have to like get something. I I be like looking at it like, can you move? Can you like when I so the other day I wanted to get some chips. I was with coworkers <laughs> and we was eating chips and dip, but this somebody put their cup right for my like my arm path to the chips. And I just I was smiling at her and I was looking at her cup and I was like smiling, looking at her, looking at her cup, looking at her, looking at her cup. Like, don't you see? Like logistically so what's gonna easy. happen? Like, don't you see what's gonna happen? Like, and I'm like, maybe that's something she don't mind, but I'm also yeah. like, I don't want nobody sweater lint over my l- strawberry lemonade. Like, I just don't want that. So uh, it's like ugh, gosh. Oh, one more. Also inviting people to places they was not invited to. Mm. I feel like that's a manners thing. Mm. Mm. I definitely feel like that's a really big one. That's a big one. I don't like that either. I'm going to put that on my list. I don't like when you are the plus one and then you ask me if somebody else can come along. No. No, absolutely not. They do barely got invited. <laughs> so now <laughs> you trying to bring other people in? Yeah. No, don't do that. Especially as it relates to somebody's home. Yeah. If I bring you, if I invite you to Sabria's home, don't you then say, can my friend uh, Walter come? Because no. I'm like, who the hell is Walter? And who, like, who do, like, this is a dangerous time. You yeah. can't just be bringing strangers into other people's houses, especially if, like, I can't account for them. Because now and I feel responsible, like, you're my friend. Mm-hmm. Who I bring to your house is, like, mm-hmm. very, very, like, like it's on me if something yeah. goes left or wrong. Mm-hmm. So I would I, I I'm like, no, don't don't put me in a position when I tried to be nice to you. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Next is when we're at a restaurant and people don't know how to talk to the server. Or they're oh being too needy yes. to the server. Or they're asking for too many questions from the server. Cause I'm just like, I'm sorry. Going out to eat don't be that complicated. And I'm the vegan. So I feel like I have a few questions, but I'm not going to keep, you're literally not my servant. Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like, I literally, I have a food allergy and it's not even like, I never be like that. My only question is, do you have vegan and gluten-free options? Can this dish be made gluten-free? Can Can I have this without the peanuts? Can I have this this way? Exactly. So I'm just like, yeah, Iman, that's another one too. I hate that so much. Like when people try to go like act, I guess, uh, act above the server. Cause I just, I really don't be feeling like I'm above nobody. I don't like when people go places and start acting like, uh, what's the word snobby. That's a big peppy. I don't like like snobbish behavior because I feel like you just, you just, I, I've been treated that way. I I know yeah. how that feels. I have been treated that way. I've worked retail and I've had people treat me like literal shit. And I would just be, and it's never motivated me to feel better about myself through treating somebody else terribly. Yeah. Zero understanding of why people do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when you with me and you acting like that, it's just like, I've, that makes me, it, re, it puts me back in that time period. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm more them than I am you in that mm-hmm. moment. Like, I don't care what it may look like. I don't care if I'm not working in retail anymore. You don't talk to people like that. And also, like, I still got little cousins who are growing in their career. And, like, they'll will they'll work at, like, a retail store. Like, you know, my my all my little cousins and siblings right now are working in, like, customer-facing roles. So I'm like, if I wouldn't want nobody talking to them like that, 
I ain't go talk to nobody else like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's something that really, really bothers me. People who don't know what to say around children or elders. Oh, yes. Like, oh, my yes. God. Oh my like, God. if we have an, if we, you see a kid in a room, let's not talk about how, you know, he, you, you got your cheeks clapped, right? Because that's very uncomfortable for me. Or yeah. if we around, you know, Miss Lois, can we please not curse? <laughs> Even yeah. if we were on a bus, like yeah. if you and I, I used to be so emba- I would get secondhand embarrassment from people who were misbehaving on the bus. That when I was in high school, I wouldn't sit in the back of the bus with the rest of my classmates. I would sit <laughs> up front. I would sit in the front because I'm like I, I don't want to be lumped in. I always loved being respectful because my grandmom <laughs> is so strict about that. If she would hear somebody curse, she would, oh, she got a nasty mouth. Like my grandma, that would just break her. It would just break her. So it was like, even if my no, my grandma, like if an adult is around, I don't curse. Like I will never curse in front of Sabria's mom and dad. That's I don't so do funny, that. Because they really don't care. But they don't I care, but I don't do it because I'm just like, I always see them as like Mr. and Mrs. Sabria. Like <laughs> I really don't do it. And also feel like you do a great job of that too. Like you, you know that even though our moms are cool, don't get too comfortable with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. then there was another one I was thinking about, and I can't remember it, y'all. It related to my first one, or the first one that we were talking about, but I don't know. I'll think of oh. it, maybe. All of a sudden, I said, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll think of it. It was reaching over. No, not reaching over food. I uh-huh. said time, reaching over um Oh, okay. I, I think I remembered it. I don't think it had anything to do, but... I remember it. When people don't know what to say out their mouths, like when you're telling them a story or something like that, and then they say something that's like completely like, that's not your place. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's... Like, oh my God, I just thought of something. Who said... Oh my God, I think I was watching a TV show or something. And somebody was like, um... My, so it was like my grandparents or somebody died and they was like, I don't know what I would do if that happened to me. I'm like... That is so terrible. Oh, yes, I remember now. Me and Savvy was watching. It was Swarm, I think, we was watching. Um, And it was like somebody died. No, I'm sorry. It was a Swarm. It was the reading. It was the reading we was watching. And um, somebody died. And she was like, I don't know what I would do if that happened to me. I'm like, that is so inappropriate to say. So inappropriate to say. Or, like, if you open up to somebody and you say something about, like, uh, like, yeah, like, my boyfriend took me there. And they be like, did he pay for it? Don't ask something like that. Don't ask something like that. Yeah, or, nice. yeah, or if you say something about, like, where you going? And they be like, I like that one, but I like this better. Like, I really don't didn't ask you that because yeah. a lot of times it just be like you're not even on that type of time with that person you're not on that level and they trying to like size you up and I feel like that always used to have like that caddy shit used to happen when I was in like high school like middle school and elementary school a lot and I never wanted to engage with it because I'm just like why do you want to spend your time like going back and forth when it may have it may be as simple as this is your preference and this is mine mm-hmm. or it may be as simple as like, this is what you can afford and this is what I can afford. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if you're going to tell me about something like, oh, that sounds cool. Have you ever tr- you heard of this one? Okay. Like, it's just a way you can say it. But I feel like people don't want to say things kindly. They want to like be like, 
well, I do, like, they want to be argumentative. And I, mm-hmm. I, that's just another thing to me that's just, like, really, really bad manners. And with kids, I don't like when people don't teach their kids, like, how to treat stuff, people's stuff. Yes, that is a big one. Yes, yes. Look, you jumping on a damn couch. How dare you? How dare you do that anywhere? Like, oh, my God, I had some little cousins. You was there, Sabrina, for the bake-off, and they was, like, just doing stuff that i'm like are you hanging your body off the tv <laughs> yeah girl i was like oh my mom was <laughs> like hey <laughs> my mom said get off that tv before you get flattened <laughs> my mom is not a good adult to be like bad around because she don't spare kids at all <sighs> yeah i just was like whoa this is wild like even though i had like a free-flowing child i knew i used to have my legs crossed my hands folded when i was over certain people's house so I'm just like, I really don't understand. We feel uncomfortable to flip off the couch. Or asking people for a bunch of stuff. Can you take me to the store? Can oh you my God. I hate, that's what, remember I had, well, first of all, the parent put her up. I was working at an event. I gave this little girl one bag of chips and her mom sent her to get more chips. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, cause we had a certain amount and I had to give them out to like, you know, I'm like, we have a certain amount and I'm not going to give you another bit. I already gave you a bit. And I'm just like, I was like, I'm sorry. Like I can't give you another one. I have to give, had to save this for, you know, other people. And the little girl folded her arms. It was like, Hmm. I was like, like, first of all, you do not need no chips. It's not a necessity. So keep it pushing. Exactly. And I'm like, if you was really, I'm going to say, and if you really was on stuff, she was a twin. I'm like, you should have sent your twin sister over. Maybe you would have tricked me. <laughs> but I'm just like, not, yeah. But I know it was you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, because I didn't even realize they was twins at the moment. But I'm like, yeah. And the, you, you, by having, sending your child to do that, you're teaching her to like just be like a schemer and, and, and greedy. to be like um what's up like imposing on people like that is just too like i would never like say somebody invited me it's different like i'm over at my house oh i'm taking seconds thirds fourths and fifths and uh, sabrina come to our house for thanksgiving with containers <laughs> i'll be having a tupperware like i'm even like i'm doing you it be having like, reusable you know? tote so it sit up right and my mom get a kick out of it she literally she be like take it home take it home savvy all the like like, take it home. We we just gonna let it go to waste. But it's a different vibe. But like if it's an event, like we was I was tabling at an event. I had a table out. We had a certain amount of sex with people. Like I'm not gonna come keep like for instance, if somebody have like y'all know the samples at like BJ's, like keep on calling. I'm like, all right, you need to relax. <laughs> it's too funny. It's just like I know it's funny. free, but I'm like, you need to relax. And stop being greedy. Yeah. I feel like that's bad manners too, like greed, like you. Yeah, greet, greet. I remember one time when I was a kid, sorry, and I'm going to wrap up. I used to know not to go out the house act asking for certain food because my mom's like, you eat at home. You better not be asking nobody for no money. You better not be asking nobody for no food. Now, yeah. if certain people want to give you stuff, that's one thing, but don't you ask. And I took it to the extreme. So one time I got invited to this <laughs> cookout and my friend was like, you want something to eat? And I was like, no. And her dad, who is like, honestly, one of the block captains for like the past 20 years, was like, get you a plate and i felt like oh my god what did my mom see me eating and my mom then i saw my mom come down and get a plate i'm like are you kidding me (laughs) my mom's like they got shrimp i'm like okay cool so the rule only applies when i don't know people got it but 
<laughs> so yes, y'all. So in in conclusion, have good manners. I feel like that was yeah. a good manners voice. That was very manners. Yeah. All right, y'all. So make sure y'all follow us on the socials, right? Um, please. Please and thank you. You can follow me on Instagram at Iman Mate. You can follow me on Twitter at It's Mate. You can follow me on TikTok at Iman Mate and Sabria. And you can follow me at FrankenFem underscore on Twitter and It's FrankenFem on TikTok and Instagram. Yay! And make sure you follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch and on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. And also, y'all, make sure you join the Patreon fam. Um, we're gonna share some more, some more um behind the scenes New York shots on there for our getting our business segment where we share all our little personal tea on Patreon. And we also have a pay as you wish model. So you can literally pay as you wish. Um, so whatever you can afford, whatever you'd like to um, provide, whatever you can, we just try to make it as accessible as possible. Yes. So check out. I'm sorry. Go and, ahead, Sabrina. Oh, I was going to say yes. And thank y'all. And like y'all Patreon donations help us fund the podcast. So thank y'all. Yes, thank you so much. We so, so, so appreciate it. And we'll have some more special programming coming up soon. Okay, y'all. So that's it. That's the show. Have a good weekend. Bye.